Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. This is Dumpy Dum, the show about the reality doctor drama that has entered Ambridge in the heart of Midlands. I am the calm and productive partners meeting that is Royfield Brown, and with me up this shrieking bun fight that is Lucy Freeman. And the last part of the home farm breakdown, folks, is you. Now, this week's Dumpy Dum comes from the future hosts of Dumpy Dum, Sheila and Bernie <laughs> McGuire. Lucy. <laughs> right. Now, they're kind of all manner of awesome folks, and you will hear how awesome they are when they actually do their caller in a bit. Because I think Lucy and I are now officially redundant. So what are you going to do the rest of your life, Lucy? I don't know, really. I'll probably do some gardening or something. I'm not sure. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll join you, um, you know, at Pottery Rain in, in my back lawn too. Uh, now, uh, Lucy, but if somebody wants to send us in a dumpy dum how can they do And oh, by the way, everybody, thank you for sending in dums uh, this week. Thank you, Claire Asprey. And Lucy, guess what? What? There was a little mini meetup in Toronto. Yes, I was there. Yeah, we celebrated Canada Day, and there was me, Victoria Little, uh, Little. There was Mary Not Contrary, Ashok, their little hashtag Canadian, and then there was Sue Yin. Oh, do you remember? There was all that. We had that lovely email about the lady from Malaysia who fell in love with Britain and the Archers, and a friend just passed away. Yes, yes, yes. She was there too, and I met a hubby, Dave. Yeah, Dave's lovely. And um, it was all just rather nice. So thank you for coming to the little Toronto mini meetup, everybody. But anyway, sorry, uh, I I got off track there, Lucy. Someone wants to send us in a dumb dumb, how can we do that? If you would like to sing us a dumpty dum, leave us a plot prediction or not consider the possibility that someone working on their CV might mean that they were looking for another job. Call us on 0203-031-3105 or leave us a message on SpeakPipe. Thanks to Cosmo for his podcast roundups, and for doing the Dumpty Dogs, Shambridge for her voices, Mike Hatton for his character counts, and to Derek Throne in the back bedroom. Uh, Derek has sadly been disqualified from judging the Performing Pets competition as he asked Neville Booth if he could have a stroke of his bearded dragon. <laughs> There's a, a rather good call about judging um, 
pet competitions uh, later, isn't there? We've got, lo- we've got lovely calls this week, haven't we? We have. We have, right. And and we've got lovely calls from the Maguire sisters. We have kind of tipped you the wink about that before, uh, uh, good listener, because they're pretty good. Claire from Clapham is back with a spoon with some sage advice and Rachel. But first, before all the caller in are us, let's brace ourselves for our Lucy B. Freeman and a week in Ambridge. <laughs> Nobody wants to play with Cheesy Helen. People are cancelling pieces <laughs> left, right and centre. Word has spread throughout Borsetshire that this is the single most boring afternoon you can spend, being lectured by a patronising windbag on lactic acid while a strange woman in a tabard keeps bobbing up and down shouting about being a manager. Pat has suddenly realised that <gasps> property developers don't always tell the truth. <laughs> Who would have thought? David is very cross because Josh has bought lots of machinery, including what appears to be a Polaris. I mean, I can see why David's a bit hacked off if Josh has been buying decommissioned nuclear missiles because the resale value is terrible and it would take up loads of room in the yard. But why is David consumed with such savage hatred for his elder son? I mean, I know fathers and sons can get a little bit D.H. Lawrence, but if it was up to David, it'd be like one of those tribes when they leave the teenagers on a snake infested island to toughen them up. Mm. Um, I hope we all survived the horrendous rain. No one flooded out? What do you mean, hosepipe van? Were you not listening to the rain and the warning of the rain and the storm and the warning of the storm and the dripping coats? So, farewell, Anisha. I would like to say it was fun, but I I can't because it wasn't really. Not after you took that horse's eye out. Anisha had been to stay with her friends Dildo and Sam and did a job interview. Now, let's just get this straight. Getting asked to be a partner in a vet practice is a huge deal. Mm. Huge. But apparently, you can just chuck it up in a heartbeat if you fancy going somewhere else where you'll just be an employee again, just because there happens to be a lot of horses at that place. Anyway, she decided to tell Alistair while he was trying to restrain a foal that was frothing at the mouth. He immediately joined Fathers for Justice and chucked all his toys about. (laughs) The horse needed diazepam, and so did we. Oop. Sorry, lost my place. Uh, this week's weird moments. Jenny Darling would not say cutlery. She'd say knives and forks. And she wouldn't say dessert. She'd say pudding. And since when has Lindy Bottom bought birthday presents for Phoebe? Thanking you. Susan, flushed with importance and Neil's income, has become Lady Bountiful and is chucking the 20s around like a sales manager and spearmint rhino. Mm. They're giving money to Emma for the deposit, to Chris for Alice's drying out spell in the Priory. Sorry, just leaping ahead a bit there. But of course, because Emma <laughs> has the surname Grundy, she's gone from having the house but no deposit to having the deposit and no house. It's worrying when you find yourself having sympathy with Kate, but nevertheless, I did. Just like hearing Alistair ticking Shula off for parking in the wrong place made me switch sides immediately to Team Shula. Hearing Brian and Adam going, ha, 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 let's not answer her call, silly little girl, made me hope that Kate is going to single-handedly bring down Home Farm like some kind of vegan Khaleesi. (laughs) Phoebe and Jenny Darling spent an inordinate amount of time doing something in the yurts to make them better, but I couldn't actually establish what. One minute they were polishing wind chimes, then they were making beds and then pegging roses up. Spiritual home sounds like home base. It's baffling. It all then got a bit Julian Clary, as Brian said he was desperate for a large black one, and David said, I don't think it's worth my while entering a sheep. (laughs) Oh, God. And obviously, we have a new Z-list celebrity to open the fate. Francesca Lockhart, another character that will appear and disappear in the space of five minutes. Village fates do not need opening. They just sort of start, but I'm not going to. Now, 
regular listeners may know that I enjoy playing Cupid. It's just mm. a sideline, but I like it and I've had some successes. I have spied a couple in Ambridge, and I know I'm not the only one, who are just made for each other. Bear with me here. Tom is one of them. He does not seem to be getting very far with Hannah. Krusty's dropped him like a mouldy leek. So I think he should turn to Helen. Perfect couple. Both obsessed with lactose. Never (laughs) happier than when they're writing marketing plans that no one except the other one will ever read. Both irritatingly gung-ho and enthusiastic when telling people to buck up about their troubles. But when something happens to them, they're completely devastated. They're never going to find anyone like each other. I mean, it might make for a confusing Christmas card list and any children would be a bit odd. But, you know, this is Ambridge. They'd blend in. The end. (laughs) I I don't know about Tom and Helen uh getting it on you know there are <laughs> laws and like cultural opprobrium like against all of that kind of malarkey and uh that it, it's wrong lucy it's wrong <laughs> do but don't you think though they're both so boring and so odd they're the only people that the other one would get on with the way they talk they t- you know in that weird way that david and pip used to talk that was almost a bit flirty <laughs> it's they talk to each other in that way. It's really odd. I never got the David and Pip flirt thing. Didn't you? No. I know other people did because they've. I've, I've, I've read it. Mm. But you people seem to see an awful lot into quite innocent things. No. <laughs> yes, you do. That's, that's what this sodding podcast is built on, Roy. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, <laughs> Though, I think you're spot on the money with David and Josh. David doesn't really like Josh, does he? But He really doesn't. He just, Do you think it's just a getting older thing? I. It's a getting older thing, uh, but also that... Josh, you don't dislike Noah, do you? No, 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 no. Listen, not at all. But it's also that Josh is entrepreneurial and he's a corner cutter. And, right. and, he, and, he, and he's presupposing things all the time. So, yeah, I'm just going to whack the stuff in, you know. In, in, yeah, in, you don't in, mind, do you, after he's done yeah, it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right. And irritating, David. And, yeah, look look at the, the relationship that David had with his father. You know, that yes, there's the odd bump in the road, but fundamentally he was learning at his, fa- at his father's knee. And Josh is not doing that. Pip does that, but Josh doesn't. Josh doesn't right. come to his father for advice, and that r- rankles and irks David. Mm. 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 Yes, that's true. That's very true. Yes, um, but I'm I'm loving I'm loving Kate, loving Kate, um, getting her stuff done. Though, where was she on Phoebe's birthday? What was that all about? Um, she did turn up eventually. Yeah, eventually. Yeah, but she was seeing solicitors, wasn't she? But come on, though, right? But anyway, I think that's just to show us that even though um, there's this whole thing about her not being taken seriously, uh, that there is still enough of old Kate around, even though she can, on occasion, yeah. you know, pull the rug from underneath people and actually have, yeah. um, you know, a, a spine of steel, so to speak. <laughs> um, as a chest loose. It's all right. Is it? Is it? How long have you had yeah. this, this chesty cough now? Ugh, two weeks. Really? Getting a bit boring now. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, so we've done David and Josh. Now, everybody seems to be gunning for... Anyway, I was going to talk about Anisha and Alistair, but let's not do that because I know that um, a Corinna takes... I think all of them have. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, 
So on that note, um, have we got anything else to prattle on about, or should we go straight to caller inners? I think caller inners. Awesome. Hello, Ambridge three nine six two. Who's first in our Lucy? Claire Asprey. Ooh, okay then. Hi, Dumpty Dum. It's Claire from Clapham here. Um, I'm not going to say much about the uh, potential loss of the affordable housing on the Elliotville development. Suffice to say, I'm watching this one like a hawk and watch me on Twitter uh, on that subject. Uh, I do want to talk about uh, a slightly complicated plot prediction based on things that happened this week. Um, so we know Neil doesn't really enjoy being the manager of the pig unit, uh, although Susan obviously loves it. Uh, now we know that Anisha's asked Rex to move to Newmarket. Toby started to be Toby again. And um, so here's my prediction that Neil will get really depressed about being the pig unit manager. Rex will start making plans to leave town with Anisha uh, Neil will see the opportunity to buy his pigs back and go back to being a simple pig man, much to uh, Susan's disgust and Emma's distress because she won't be able to afford the house anymore. Um, and uh, so Rex will sell the pigs on to Neil or back to Neil. But in the meantime, something will happen just before they're set to go to Newmarket, whereby Pip will go into labour or something. Rex will run to the rescue because Toby's off having some dalliance with Kate or other crazy caper. Uh, and then uh, Rex will end up with Pip. Uh, Anisha will go away on her own. Alistair will continue to be upset. And um, Neil will go back to being a simple pig man. And someone else will sweep in and be the manager of the pig unit. Uh, presumably not Rob, but uh, wouldn't that be an interesting twist? Anyway, uh, keep up the good work. Speak to you soon. Uh, Claire, I am leaving the the the, the housing stock issue uh, to you. You know what you're talking about. I do not, but it does seem very hard on poor Emma. I'm getting. I really. Re- I just wanted to get a house. If I could, if I if I could just write a check and send it to Radio Four, then I would do that to make sure that Emma got a house because it's just getting a little bit much. Now, mm. the Rex predictions. Um. What we're seeing a lot of on the Twitters is the mm-hmm. idea that, you know, there's that soap opera trope that the person that should have been, if you see what I mean, the father yes. of your child, um, actually delivers the child because the feckless real father isn't there. He's doing whatever he shouldn't be doing that made him not be the ideal choice in the first place kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I think the jury the jury has decided that uh, Toby is going to be off doing something ludicrous, like shagging some gin on the bouncy castle. And that's Rex... what I was going to say. What? I was going to say that. He's going to be oh, making like this and all gin whilst on a bouncy castle. Yeah. Um, what's, and, that uh, what's that called again? That was in the pool. Oh, the rattle powder. There you go. What's having yeah. rattle powder in a pool? <laughs> and... Um, and 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 then Rex will deliver the baby, and it will all be very kind of. Um, but that's too. If I can't leave you, because and he won't leave. And anyway, what the hell is he going to do with all those pigs? He's got about eighty billion pigs. What's going to happen to them when he goes to bloody Newmarket, which he's, he's not, not going, going to? Though, is he? Is he? No, can't go. Can't go. 
this I've just had I just have Kerry Davis ringing in my ears now about there being actually too many characters in the Archers because Anisha, if Anisha toddles off, it is literally going to be what was the point of Anisha? Yeah. Her, her only point can have been to um, give Alistair some sense of false hope that you know his business was secure and just mm. to pack him up. And Rex is then just collateral damage. Because she's yeah. come into the village, they had to create another connection for her. Because this is going to be literally one of the most pointless character introductions and then exits. Because she was never really in it. You know, her the mother or... Was it a mother that was sick up in Glasgow? I can't remember now. And th- then died? So she yeah, was, I can't remember her parents. I don't remember what she Exactly, exactly. So she was, she was hardly ever in it. And, and that's because she's filming Holby City or something, isn't it? But it, it's, but but they managed to fit in um, Helen around Coronation Street. So where there's a will, there's a that's way. That's true. Where there is a will, there is a way. But yes, so if she toddles off, it's going to be yeah. What was the point of all of that? Because anyway. I'm going to come on to the um, um, her her leaving the partnership, but I note there is a caller in who talks. Why don't we go on to that caller in, Lucy? Because there's a caller in that talks about that. About Anisha? Yeah. Yes. Uh, Rachel Thomas. Ooh. Mm. Yes, exactly. And and you know it's ludicrous again because there's that ridiculous situation where no one's going to go and see a solicitor about this until after it's all gone wrong. You know, you signed this. She signed this huge, great contract. There was a massive palaver about what I said. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, okay. About about signing the contract, about getting it checked over, about the heads of agreement, and da 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 da. Yes, okay, then I will sign it. Hooray, hooray, hooray! It was a huge. And then like three months later, see ya. I'm off. It's just nuts. It's absolutely bonkers. Yeah. Uh, My friend is a vet and it took her two years of negotiations to get made a partner. And there is no way on this. I think she would rather cut off a limb than go back to being an employee again. I mean, it just whatever she was offered. You know, it's a big, big deal. It's where that it's what you kind of do all the crappy stuff for to finally have that. Yeah, no, it absolutely. You know, it just. To have the... it'd, be, it'd be like a doctor renouncing a consultancy and saying, "Okay, I don't want to be a consultant surgeon. I want to go back to 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 being a you know to to working in A and E or something." It's just nonsense, utter utter cobblers. Yeah, you're completely right. There is the financial um, outlay um, as well as the, you know, the the professional step up or dare I say step down. It, it doesn't make a- any sense, any sense at all. Mm-hmm. And, and we don't often knock our scriptwriters, uh, but I think this is just, just shoddy. Like, Do you they, think it was a sudden thing? Do you think she said, look, I can't fit this in with everything else and they had to get rid of her quickly? But what would have made more sense was for them to um, invent an, another close relative that was really sick, and she just had to go and tend to them. But she's and got then, Florence Sodding Nightingale. How many ill well, relatives she, can you have? Kind of is because she's a vet, so she kind of you know <laughs> does like the. <laughs> so, but as long as they stand on all fours, she knows where everything is. It's fine, yes. <laughs> but if they just said, right, she needs to go back up to Glasgow and to tend to somebody, but like yeah, Alistair, you know, keep this kind of open for me, but then just kind of run that bit of the storyline down. And they could have just mentioned her in passing. Oh, you know, Anisha did a, 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 a you know, a 
fall in Loxley Barrett last last night. Blah blah blah. But this is all very bizarre. All very bizarre. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it it's just like you know, introduce somebody fanfare. She played cricket. She tricked everybody with a drinking yeah. game. You know, she's got Rex all kind of excited, and then she's gone. What? For? Yeah. What yeah. for script writers? So yeah. yeah. Mm. Bollocks. Um, let's do. Bollocks. I spy with my little eye something beginning with B and ending in ollocks. Um, can we have Sheila and Bernie Maguire now, please? Right, as you said, folks, uh, you're now listening to the future yeah. uh, presenters of Dum Dum. Take it yeah. away, sisters. Hi, Lucy and Royfield. Hello, you two. Hi, this is Bernie and Sheila Maguire, Bernie Mag and Sheila underscore Maguire on the Twitters, calling from Brooklyn, New York. We are first-time caller-innerers, but long-time lurker-innerers. Um, and I, Bernie, was actually a, a dumpty-dum accolade of the weaker right back many years ago, a few years ago, at dumpty-dum number two or three. We are sisters, and we remember the Archers being a constant background to our childhood, and it's hard to say when we actually started paying attention. But we decided to call you as Bernie lives in Spain and is visiting me here in New York. We have a plot prediction. It's about Tom and Kirsty. We think that Kirsty hates Tom a little bit too much not mm. to s- still be holding a candle for him. So we think they might get back together again. Yes, maybe they'll have another one night stand, which Tom perhaps reveals to Philip in the tea room at some point, let's say. A fight then ensues, meaning that Fallon has to provide a new set of upcycled chinaware, which could lead to all kinds of plot developments. I actually hate Philip and don't trust him, but Sheila quite likes him because of his lovely Welsh accent. But we both love Kirsty and want the best for her. So we're really looking forward to calling more often and perhaps getting together with Witherspoon, New York Nigel and the rest of the New York community at some point. Oh, and we'd like to suggest a new section for Dumpty Dum community in general. Um... And maybe we could be the section secretaries, dumpty dum siblings. Or or just dumpty siblings, maybe. As in dumpty dumpty siblings. <laughs> Something like that. So, bye for now and keep, keep up, up the, the good work. work. Yes. Kirsty was much too annoyed about... Um, she was much, I agree. She was totally much too annoyed uh, about Tom. And there's that... You know, hate and love being very, very similar and what kills things is indifference, just kind of, you know, well, whatever. I'm not really bothered. That's when you know that you're over somebody mm-hmm. and she's so not over him. Mm-hmm. She really isn't. Um, what do you think Kirsty actually really sees in Tom? I think... Because I tell you, you know, we talked about chemistry before between mm-hmm. Mm. They they have something, yeah. And but but I'm I'm wondering if it isn't just really just the fact they they share a past. But but I really do get the sense that they are a couple, and I believe it in a way that yeah. Rick's and Anisha makes no sense. Yeah, no. I think they see the world in the same way. And although Tom is, uh, although Kirsty's, but yeah, I, I mean Tom and Tom and Kirsty. I mean, yeah, I know. And I'm saying, do you? Do they? Well, although. Tom is Kirsty's very idealistic, and Tom's more commercially minded and see things sees things as a business. 
ultimately he is, I mean, you know, he did start off with Kirsty as, as a sort of little eco-warrior, didn't he? Well, that's what I'm and, saying. So it's the more they, like, they've shared a history and like an ethical kind of history. Yeah. As opposed to, I see them much more as kind of yin and yang complementary in that way because he is all about like the bottom line and, and spreadsheets etc not all about because he could there are ways he could have just really really trashed the brand and just gone for you know cheap sales rather than but he has tried to put he has genuinely tried to sort of uh think about quality and provenance and all that stuff hasn't he? he's not that bad do you think he's just killer in bed Oh God, I can't imagine. But I think Bert Fry would be more killer in bed than Tom. I can't imagine. <laughs> I, I just, you know, there are some people you meet and you just think, nope, can't ever see it. I don't. I don't mean you know with you, just with anybody. Nope, <laughs> antisexual. I just think of Tom as completely antisexual. But I would contend, right, that the majority of the men in in the Archers that seem a bit like Tom. Really? Yeah. You know, uh, Tobes has got to have some moves, right? And then Jazza, right? But other than that, who do you think is a secret bad man in the bedroom department? David. Really? (laughs) (laughs) So you wish. (laughs) I haven't thought about it a lot or anything. But... Tony, imagine that. Um, no, no. <laughs> imagine the noises Tony would make. He makes enough strange noises in con- in conversation. <laughs> I, I tell you, I actually think Justin Elliott could could find his way around uh, a four poster bed. I reckon. You think? Yeah, thinking about it, Justin Elliott. Yeah. 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 yeah he's, he's, Who else? Hmm. Well, you see, old Lavinia's made me think twice about Alistair. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) Um, No, not Neil. I can't see that at all, despite the chilli. No, they're going to be very perfunctory, them pair, aren't they? Chris Carter. Yes. No, I'll give you Chris. I'll give you Chris. (laughs) Thank you very much. <laughs> my room. Thank you. <laughs> Where were we? Where were we? I have no idea. Um, uh, oh, Dumpty Dum siblings. Sheila and Bernie want Dumpty Dum siblings. We've got so many different Dumpty Dum groups now. I can't see the problem with having Dumpty Dum siblings. Why the hell not? I think it may consist of you two, as I don't know any other siblings who listen. If you're a sibling and listen, get in touch with Sheila and Bernie Maguire. Yes. Yeah. What do we call them? The Order of Shuler and Kenton or something or another? Yes. Mm. Ugh, that sounds a bit creepy. Um, so, oh, Kenton would be terrible in the sack. Can you imagine? He'd have to put that bloody megaphone down for a start. <laughs> you know what, though, right? I think Kenton would be rather enthusiastic, though. He's going to be very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten out of ten for effort, but you'd be like, oh, calm down. It would be, yes, yeah, one of those things, yeah. Um, talking about siblings, yet again, mm. we've seen another layer to Lily and uh, Freddie, aren't we? Ah, we need to do uh, with a spoon for that. Oh, sorry. Okay, then with a spoon. Let, let, uh, Lucy, let's go yeah. to uh, New York. Greetings, Lucy, Royfield, Yoko Bear, and all Dumpty Dumbers around the world. It's Witherspoon without Angus Haggis here, as I'm in Florida visiting my mom. 
Now, my mom is a very anxious person, so I and the rest of the family decided not to tell her about my recent heart woes. So keeping her in the dark is kind of like what Brian tried to do with Kate. Secrets and lies, secrets and lies. One of my favorite Mike Lee films, but it also summed up this week in Ambridge. Besides the Aldridges, there were also those wacky Pargeter twins. You know that Freddy is going to get himself into some deep doo-doo, unless there's an intervention. Lily was genuinely hurt when she found out about Freddy's secret life, and I understand her frustration and concern. Her threat to tell their mother is out of a true desire to help Freddy, but Freddy's return volley to tell mother and others about Lily's relationship is just a desperate attempt to protect his drug-dealing business and, of course, the fear of his mother's anger and disappointment. You know this ain't going to end up well, but the story is just getting good. And you want more secrets? How about Anisha? What's this all about except to write out two characters in a money-saving move? Anisha, who is strong and independent, is the type of person who would want to have the control of owning a business. She appeared happy in her work and in the partnership with Alistair. So why would she give it up to become an employee at this young stage of her career, no matter what the outfit is? And of course, there's also the legal and financial connections of a partnership that must get untangled. Nope, it just doesn't make sense. So after what I thought was a rather flat previous week, we had some great twists this week, with the promise of more to come. Talk to you all soon. Oh, with a spoon, I'm so glad, A, that you called in and you're still sounding so well. And we all won't tell your mum, don't worry. Um, And I'm so glad that you said Secret and Lies, Secrets and Lies was your favourite Mike Lee film. I was, it was really weird because I was talking about that to my son yesterday, trying to explain to him how Mike Lee does that immersive process mm. of, of with his actors and everything, and how um, Brenda Blethyn was in the supermarket. Uh, he'd sent her shopping um, as the lady from Secrets and Lies, and um, while she was in there, she thought, oh, I've actually run out of cat food at home, so I'll get some. So um, <laughs> he picked up a can of whiskers, and he suddenly popped up from behind the deep freeze and shouted, you don't have a cat! And she... <laughs> Put it back hurriedly. Anyway, um, and also I love the way she goes. Brenda Bethin says, "Sweetheart, I love." I, I say that to the children sometimes to annoy them. All right, sweetheart. Anyway, um, the say, twins. I always thought Rita Sue and Bob too w- w- was Mike Lee, but of course it isn't. Uh, no. But because it, it's too happy. Yes, it's too sunny and upbeat. But in my yes. head, that was a Mike Lee film. How wrong huh. I was. I've always, I've always been wrong about that. I always think Mike Lee did that, but no. Just no. saying. I, I was this up is an occasional Netflix. series called Things Royfield's Got Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's a, no, it's, 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 it's a long, a, running, a series. long running thing. Exactly. That's what it is, Lisa. <laughs> Sorry, as you were, Mike Lee, Brenda Blessing. Go. No, I've moved on now. Moved oh. on. Um, the lovely Pargeter twins. Mm-hmm. I like this mutual blackmail that's kind of. <sighs> it's just really horrible. Um. They've both got themselves in situations that they both think they can cope with and can't. Um, they're both desperately trying to play down the significance of what they're doing to each other, while at the same time absolutely bricking it that the other one is going to tell their mum, which kind of highlights exactly the dichotomy of being the age that they are, which is your your heart makes you feel that you are invincible, extremely grown up and a genius and no one has ever seen the world in the marvellous way you do. And also 
being conscious at the back of your mind somewhere that you're actually a little pillock and you don't know shit from sugar. So, um, you know, it's it, it's it's a really lovely um, setup, but it's really hard to listen. It's it's nasty to listen to because they're both such pillocks and they should be helping each other, not trying to destroy each other. It's not very nice to hear. Mm. Yes, um, but they're going to come. They're- but they both kind of come with pillockness from from very different angles. Mm. That Lily yeah. kind of socially assured and has um, a so you know academic. Well, the problem smart, is Freddie thinks, Freddie thinks he's thicker than he actually is, and yes. Lily thinks she's cleverer than she actually exactly is. Exactly where I was going, and you just crystallised where I was going to meander to um, pithily in one line. Well done, as always. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> putting me in my place and telling me what I was thinking. There you go, listeners. That's 10 minutes you've got back. You don't need to thank me. So, Witherspoon, done all of that. What else, Lucy? What else? Um, That's it, I think. Good grief. That that seems way too fast. There we are. We're getting quicker at this. Do you reckon we're getting the hang of it? You know what? It's not by accident that these episodes have got quicker on World Cup days. I know. I've noticed. <laughs> I'll be talking to myself next week if we get through to the semi-finals or whatever it is. Yeah, it'd, it'd be the quarters. Um, but yes, yeah. um, lots of cars in Canada uh, with, with flags on. It, it's all rather lovely and uh, exciting. And come on, the boys. Uh, but first, we should have a little break. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today. Hello and welcome to the things that made England. I'm Roy Phil Brown, and with me I have David Crowther of the History of England. It was the best of time. It was the worst. She was the people's princess. We shall fight on the beaches. Oh, hey, Mum, these are the things that made England. We shall fight on the landing ground. These are the things that made I England. I have a body, but of a weak and evil woman. These are the things that made England. And a king of England, too. These are the things that made England. Cry God for Harry! And these are the things that made England. England! And St. George! These are the 
are the things that made England. It gives wind in Churchill sails to say we can continue to fight on. Well, there cannot be many more famous events in English history than 1066. It hurts, (laughs) even now. Because 1066 is important. Yeah. But there's aspects of modern British culture which I think get overlooked. So I'm proposing that this week we do Scar. For me, the English flag has in the past certainly become associated with factionalism and, well, hideous racist and far-right views and it's turned into a thing of disunity and almost xenophobia. The idea of this show is to decide on what things that make England as she is, the country that, despite it all, we feel lucky to be part of. Every week, one of us, that's David and I, will pitch an idea to the other to be designated as one of the things that makes England distinctive. Go and join our shiny new Facebook site where once a month we will post a poll where, should you so desire, you can make your own very suggestions for applications to the I Made England Award. So, without more ado, let's do it. Hello, Dumpty Dum, it's Yokel Bear here with the social media roundup for the week. Um, and it's hot. You may hear a fan going in the background. That's because it's so hot today. It's hotter than Neil and Susan's bedroom on Chili Con Carney night. That's how hot it is. And I'm such an English flower. I just wilt in the heat. Anyway, let's see what I can do with the social media roundup. Um, we started the week talking about Jazza. Um, I posted that I felt a little bit um, sorry for Jazza because Tom, Josh, Harrison, they're all moving on in their lives. But Jazza seems a little bit stuck. Um and I love Jazza. I think everyone loves Jazza. Jean Bell says that she agreed and feels that Jazza is now wanting to move on from his Jack the Lad days. And that she was sad when he mentioned the plastic-free wedding because he'll always hold a torch for Fallon. Yeah. Do you know what? I'm This message to the scriptwriters. Can we have a bit of a love interest for Jazza? Because I think he would be brilliant. I mean... If he met someone, he'd just adore her, wouldn't he? Um, That's going to be so sweet to listen to. So please, scriptwriters, give Jazza a break. Um, But also as well, um, Elizabeth Bjorn said, um, Jazza needs a stable girlfriend. Yes, like I just said, he's a lovely man. But the scriptwriters are as likely to allow that as to allow the Grundy's good fortune. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe we should, you know, let's put pressure on scriptwriters. Give Jazza some love. Um, What else did we talk about? Um, Oh, yes, there was a plot prediction uh, floated, which is... What if the Bouncy Castle incident, which I really don't want to think about. I really don't want to think about the Bouncy Castle incident. But what if there's a pregnancy? Toby fathers another child in the village with Kate. Sue Hopkinson said, oh, I must admit it would be a good plot twist. And Megan uh, Eliza Scott said, Stott, sorry, said, oh, that would make things interesting. Kelly Schroeder said, can't wait to hear Kate's doctor talk about her geriatric eggs. Um, And Robert Dwyer Joyce said, well, it could be another baby choice for Ian and Adam if plan A doesn't work out. Um, Yeah, I don't think they're going to go down that road, to be honest with you. I think it would just get too complicated. Um, Though it would be funny, wouldn't it? Imagine Toby finding out he's going to have two children. Can you imagine what Pip would say? It would be amazing. Um, 
our own Millie Bell posted um, something saying that she was confused about the whole Anisha thing. Um, but, you know, she's got this job, but isn't she in partnership with Alistair? And, you know, wouldn't that tie up her money until she sells her part of the partnership? I'll be honest with you. I was a bit confused with this. And a lot of people posting um, that they were a bit confused as well. Uh, I think Ruth M. Price got to part of the heart of the matter when he said it didn't make sense to me either i thought anisha had bought into the practice with alistair um releasing equity for saint for saint shula to become the master of the hunt um yeah and i thought that was it and it's just like how is she gonna kind of extricate her um tori eames matthew said i'm not sure about uh, how i feel about her taking rex with her either yeah who's gonna look after the pigs that's what i want to know um but of course um you know i I've got to quite like rex recently don't like toby obviously but i'm rex is growing on me a little bit i don't want to see rex go actually um so a lot of people were really confused about this. Um, Haley Stock, I think, summed up a lot of things for me. We said, my feelings are that it's a poorly thought-out device to heap more misery on Alistair. Perhaps the next time we hear from him, he'll be rolling in from a night at the casino. Um, yes, I think this is what this thing's all about. It's about really kind of putting Alistair through the mill and seeing how he comes out the other side. Um... The other thing that we talked about this week was Kate. Um, yes, Kate. I've had a bit of a road of Damascus conversion with Kate. I've always found her really annoying. But by the end of the week, I was punching the air going, yes, go Kate. Um, I think she outmaneuvered Brian. Now, we posted something on this and there was a lot of thoughts on this. Um, Denise Ann Smallwood said I think the partnership should take out a loan on the farm for the clean up and to buy Kate out since she didn't purchase the land spiritual home sits on and the value of its goodwill probably isn't worth much to Kate um, isn't worth much Kate might get a wake up call Um, also as well Joanne Smith and a lot of other people said we don't understand how the house is considered part of the business assets. Um, You know, that seems a bit odd, doesn't it? Um, However, Laura Jackson, and I kind of agree with this as well, Laura Jackson said, congratulations to Kate for finally getting her family members to sit up and actually listen to her. There is more than one way um, to pay the clean-up expenses, not just Brian's way. Yeah, and I think that's it. Brian's been pushing all this through as if he knows what the best way forward is. And let's face it, this is all his fault. He made a terrible, terrible decision years ago. So why do we assume that he's making good decisions now? Um, I think also Rupert Brun, this made me laugh out loud. I still don't understand why Spiritual Home can't just move to another part of the farm. It's just a few tents. I've got a feeling that Kate would have something to say about that. But Megan Eliza Stott also said, this summed up me as well, which it was a highly entertaining conversation. She listened to it with wine in hand, responding with ooze, etc. Yeah, so did I. It was just like, I absolutely loved that meeting. I thought the script writing was brilliant. I absolutely loved Alice's 
petulant outrage. Um, I love the fact that Brian um, really struggled with the whole meeting. And I also like the fact that I think Ruth was being a bit mischievous there as well. So that's really the kind of week in um, on the social media. Um, Also as well... We had a Saturday non-archers post, which is worth reading. Witherspoon asked, how are you staying cool during these very hot early summer days on both sides of the Atlantic? Um, And there's some really interesting posts there. Anyway, that's me done for the week. Let's see what happens this coming week. Um, The fall of the House of Aldridge continues apace. All right, that's me done. Bye. Thank you for that, Yokel Bear, Um, (laughs) as always. Oh, and yeah, and we, do you know what, Liz? We are really close to having our 2,000th member of our Facebook group. So, and that is all down to <coughs> Sterling Worth, um, that uh, Millie Bell uh, with a spoon and uh, Yoko Bear do. And you know what they do every every Saturday, Lucy? What do who do? Who does what do? What? <laughs> the three individuals I was just referring to. Yes. Um, well, what Witherspoon does every Saturday um, is he has a little diversion and he puts a post which is nothing to do with the archers, and that is rather popular too. So they're doing they're doing great oh. things on there. Yeah, great things. And keep it up, everybody. Keep it up. Uh, now, Lucy, uh, tweet mm-hmm. of the last seven days. Thank you. Okay, number one is from Kerry Warbis, who was listening to Phoebe Ooh, and got a new hairdo. I saw on the twitters. Yes. Um, it's, she was listening to uh, Phoebe and um, Jennifer pissing around in the yurts and she said stripping a bed takes two middle class women but one working class woman hashtag fact <laughs> <laughs> uh, Madden Crowd said pretty delighted with how this omnibus is turning into Dallas all we need now is for Kate to discover oil under the yurts <laughs> um, Gareth said mm. what Pat doesn't realise is that Olwyn was a deep cover agent paid by rival property developers to ensure that Justin is emotionally blackmailed into overspending on the new houses. Nobody can find Olwyn because she's living it up in the Caymans. (laughs) (laughs) Matt Underwood said, anyone else think Linda was going to ask Freddie to supply meth for the fate? My God, if if any... If any occasion needed meth, that bloody fate is it. And tweet of the week, it's John Featonby. This is kind of just a general, a general life archer's comment, which I feel we can all get behind in these times. He says, I am recruiting a group of the UK's mightiest heroes to see us through these difficult times. Currently, it consists of Mary Beard, Danny Dyer, and Jazza McCreary. <laughs> Oh, that is good. That is actually quite good. I uh, so I take it you saw that um you saw that little clip of Danny Dyer um talking about Brexit. I didn't need to see it because I heard so many people impersonating it for the next <laughs> three hours <laughs> just going twat but um yes, it, I really didn't need it. Uh right folks, um it's uh, the most important part of the show. It's Matt Corner. However, before Lucy runs off, right, um there's only there's only two entries of note. And this one, Lucy, is actually really for you. It was given to me by uh the wonderful Claire Asbury. And she says, Oh, this looks interesting. Uh though Royford you'll probably be out of the country and you're not female. But something to look out for, I, I suspect. This is for you, Lucy. It's Map Camp, 
right? Uh, oh, I saw that. I saw it. I saw it. Yes. Tickets, 20 quid. It's to get women into maps. Awesome. Huh. <laughs> so I'm you would need WD-40, Rufus Sewell in the nude, and a large check to get me into maps. But anyway. Well, I tell you what, right? Uh, I can't supply either of those, but what I can do is buy you a ticket, right? I've got your address. I'll send it to you. You've got to go. You're not, not doing anything on uh, on the 3rd of October. I know you're not. I am. What? I'm shitting myself about the live event at Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> but, folks, this is actually a map of the week. And keep the maps coming. Um, and just do hashtag map corner on the Twitters. And you can go there and have a look at all the wonderful maps. We've had pirate maps. We've had maps about language, maps about cheese all over Europe. Wonderful maps we've had about the last uh, two months. Uh, but this is a map forward slash app of the week. And it's radio.com. So that's radio with five O's dot com. And loose. It's wonderful. And you'd really like this because what it is, big map of the world, really good illustration of the world. You just go to radio.com. Remember, there's five O's in radio.com. And you can click on any country and it plays music from that country. And you can pick the decade. You can go, oh, I want like 1940s. America to get lots of big band and swing stuff. Or you can go, I want 1990s Russia. And it just plays music and it's awesome. So radio.com. So thank you, Nissy Pope 73 for your map app of the week. That was most excellent. Now, uh, Luce, we're going to have to do some work on dumdum.com because there's some jiggery pokery going on. Uh, I've got a message from... Uh, it's not the Russians got... again, is it? Well, it's, oh, um, no. it's the Viagra posse this time. But I don't... But I don't yeah. mm. you, you, I sounded, you, you, you sounded excited. No, I just thought they'd messed up your order, that's all. You felt like somebody had poked you with their Viagra stick where you were, no! <laughs> 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 um, I got a message uh, from a listener this morning saying... There's Viagra all over dum de dum. And <laughs> sorry. And, um, and then I looked at it and, and my dum de dum dot com for me was fine. But then I got another email saying there was Viagra all over it. So I don't know what's going on. Yeah, maybe uh maybe their partners have been searching for stuff and you know when you search I don't know. Anyway anyway, moving swiftly on. But I've got to have a look at it. Uh don't get anybody into trouble. Sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, so uh, that's dumdum.com. It needs a looking at, maybe, probably, or just check your cookies in your own browser. I don't know. Uh, then what else? Oh, that's it. Patreon, go. Oh, um, oh, that's gone off the script. Make it up. Um, please, will Improvise. you sponsor us at patreon.com? This allows you. To have exclusive access to all the interesting interviews that Royfield does and won't let me do. So it's definitely worth the money. What are you talking about? When have I said you can't interview Harrison? You've been telling me Harrison in the bag. I've been trying to do that for weeks, haven't I? Months. Mm. Yes. I've just tried to text him and I've actually just put I've just put harassment into my phone. It's it's not his name, (laughs) is it? Get him done, woman. Yes, 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 yes. Right. Um, now, folks, this show would only be Lucy 
and I prattling if it wasn't for you and your calls. We need your calls. So to get onto the show, you can voice message us via SpeakPipe on our website if we can dodge the uh, Viagra uh, messages. Or you can call us on 0203 <laughs> Yeah, and give, uh, if you don't want to give some more money to, to Pfizer. Anyway, so so that's how you get in contact with it. And of course, um, on the Twitters, because that's really where the show all came about. It came about via Twitter. Uh, you can find Lucy and I at Dum Dum. Lucy is at... Uh, Lucy V. Freeman. And I can be found at Royfield. And then Facebook that other pillar of dum-de-dum goings on. Uh, if you go onto the book of face, you can quite simply type in dum t dum and um, maybe you can become the 2,000th dum-de-dum Facebook member. And if you are the 2,000th dum-de-dum member, um, there'll be all manner of cake and bunting which will be sent out of nowhere for you, as if by magic. Uh, Lucy. Hello. Mm-hmm. Um... This is the part of the show where we can just like prattle on for a couple of minutes because according to this, we've only done 37 minutes worth of record time. Now, that will be bumped up somewhat when we put Dum Dums on, uh, Royal Brand Productions. And we take out all the calls. crap. What, what crap? This has been a real lean show, Lucy. This, is, this has been all, all, all meat. There's no, no, you know, no, no flab in, the, in this uh, recording so far. Uh, so it will, will be bumped up. But I reckon... Um, you should give us some of your wit and wisdom for two minutes. Go. No, I haven't got any. And I want to go and have my lunch, please. All right, cool. And <laughs> the footy is probably, is probably just about to start. So, oh, okay. on that note, right, uh, I'm going to say goodbye, uh, listener. And I'm really sorry if you feel slightly shortchanged uh, that this has been a bit of a short show. But what you can do is actually go on to patreon.com, as you said before, and then uh, download the interview with Kerry Davis, which is, which is rather long. And Kerry Davis said, bloody hell, Rothwell, that was very long. Uh, and it was, it was, you know, but it, it's kind of in-depth, and that's what we do. So if you want more dum dum action, go do that. And uh, come on, the boys, uh, let's stuff Colombia. The World Cup's coming home. There you go. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 